After five minutes, Amber started yawning and saying she preferred the real thing. Half an hour in, Joanna surrendered to the inevitable and followed a friend to the pub round the corner. Amber told the leering barman she was nineteen, and he was happy to take the size of her boobs as corroboration. Of course your creepy old boss wants to get inside your knickers, Amber had said. Who wouldn't? That was one of the things Joanna liked about Amber. It was impossible not to feel like an ugly sister, squashed next to her on the plush banquette. Quite apart from their very different looks, they hadn't much in common. Amber wasn't interested in history or reading, and turned up her neat little nose when Joanna extolled the virtues of pride and prejudice. But Amber was fun to be with, and generous with her compliments. She never missed an opportunity to boost Joanna's ego. Might her kindness have an ulterior motive? Did she reckon that sticking close to Joanna somehow brought her closer to Nigel? Each time the thought slipped into Joanna's mind, she swatted it away, as if fending off a wasp about to sting. Gray is a respectable professional man. He's a chartered accountant, for goodness sake. Honestly, Joe, you have no idea what men are like. Amber had slept with three boys, and had shared the gory details with Joanna. She certainly wasn't backward in coming forward, but she was too young for Nigel. He was a real man. Gray is kind. Look at how he sorted out my flat. How many bosses would do that for a member of staff? Once you at his beck and call, Amber diagnosed, taking a slurp of shandy. No chance of throwing a sickie and taking the day off to soak up the sun when the office is so close the head honcho can pop in at lunchtime for a so-called welfare visit. Trust me, Joe, it's your body he's after. Joanna giggled. I don't think so. Would it be so terrible if Amber were right? Suppose things didn't work out with Nigel, supposing he wasn't willing to try again. Her mother's mantra was that a girl couldn't hang around forever. Grey Elston was no Piers Brosnan, but looks weren't everything. He had good manners and a nice house, with the mortgage paid off. Mum reckons he's pervy. She didn't say so. Joanna was startled. Mrs. Whiteley seemed too polite to talk like that. Not in so many words, but the way his tongue hangs out when he's watching her and thinks no one's looking, well, all I'm saying is, if he touches you or anything, you don't have to stand for it. Take him to an industrial tribunal. He'd cough up thousands to keep his name out of the papers. It's not like that, really. Oh, well, don't say I didn't tip you off. All set for tomorrow, then. Amber had allocated enough time to trashing Grey and was ready to return to her favourite topic. You're sure Nigel will be there? Joanna didn't want to mention the conversation she'd had with him. Best keep her cards close to her chest. According to Dad, he will. A disingenuous answer, but plausible. Nigel's father and Joanna's were old mates. They'd played in the same football team for years. And after age took its toll and they were no longer able to run or tackle, they'd stood in the cold and rain, cheering Nigel on. The Whiteleys lived five minutes away from the footits, and the two families were always in and out of each other's houses. After Linda Whiteley lost her long battle with breast cancer, Mum took pity on Ted and his boy, and they often came round for meals or a trip to the chippy. Both Joanna and Nigel were only children, and for years she'd acted like his older sister, 
though barely twelve months separated them. When he didn't make the grade as a footballer and was forced to take a job in Malcolm Whiteley's company, it hit him hard. Working for his uncle, he'd said in a rare moment of self-revelation, felt like a punishment for failure. She'd become a shoulder to cry on, and eventually something more. Amber fiddled with a beer mat. I was afraid my dad wouldn't let Nigel come. Why? It's Nigel's dad he fell out with, not Nigel. He's a pig-headed old bugger. I keep saying you ought to let bygones be bygones and make it up with Uncle Ted before it's too late. But he's not going to blink. Those were his very words. I said it's not about blinking. It's about common humanity, but he simply won't listen. He never told me what Ted did to make him so angry. Amber gave her a meaningful look.